Welcome back, everyone, to another summertime installment of Anime Was Not a Mistake, our anime retrospective podcast. Are uh, you ready for the summer? Uh, no, not really, but mm. we're already in it, so yeah. what can we do? I suppose. Um, I'm Dan Ryan, uh, decked out in some kaiju wear, because mm. something might be attacking Tokyo today. Oh, and I am the blood-splattered uh, Valkyrie to, you know, Jonathan Kwiatkowski to the pod boy that is Dan Ryan. Yes. <laughs> The lovable pot boy. Yeah, so we, we got uh, we got a lot. We got we actually, you know, considering our last episode was, was three days ago, a lot actually happened. Yeah. Like, there is a reasonable amount to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so our, our Summer of Cyborg event will be continuing today. Yes. Uh, as promised, we have episodes five, seven, eight, and nine mm-hmm. coming your way. Um, but first, as always, do we have any news that mm. warrants discussion. Well, there was a big one that I think we should save for last, otherwise Grant will be even further disappointed in us. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, uh, E3 has started, mm-hmm. and it is a different kind of E3. I did not have my hopes up, as you know. Conceal, mm-hmm. don't feel. Set your expectations low, so that way when you succeed, people won't even care. You know, the Simpsons quote that Marge said, whatever. Yeah. Video games are none of my business. <laughs> none but, of my um, business. <laughs> uh, we did get an Ubisoft and Microsoft presentation together and nothing really major got revealed that tickled my pickle but uh there was a mario plus rabbits game or rabbits plus mario game i think it's something of hope sparks of hope spark of hope yeah Yeah. um but it looks good they ubisoft does mario well Mm-hmm. Like, they make him very animated and all those Mario characters. I almost said Mario, which is not, Mario, not the yeah. way I say it. Mario. Um, but they add a life to the characters that I like. And if they ever do, like, an animated picture, which I think is in the works, and I don't know if Ubisoft is part of that, I think they should, like, definitely spearhead that animation department. Cause... That's coming from Illumination, I thought. Yeah, which is yeah. close, right? That, that's in the neighborhood. What does uh, Illumination do? Is Despicable min- Me. That's what I was going to say. Minions. <laughs> well. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, a, that's a different ballpark, unfortunately. I lost all hope today. <laughs> but it looks good. We've got a rabid Rosalina taking the internet by storm. Mm-hmm. Put Lady Dimitrescu to the side. We've got... <laughs> Rabid Rosalina, who's bored and apathetic as always, and an abomination that is a crossbreed between a Luma and a Rabid being the spark. Hmm. It's very disturbing, Dan. Well, if you do grab that and it is, like, uh, let no, me know. No, I, I haven't I, played the first one. I haven't either. Yeah, the, here it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like the dude who made it was, like... Because I remember when, when, it, when the first one was announced, there was mm-hmm. a whole, like, the dude who was in charge of it was, like, almost brought to tears in the crowd because, mm-hmm. um... Miyamoto came out. Yeah, and it was like, oh, this is like, like above and beyond what like uh, we thought a developer would would do for Mario. So thank mm-hmm. you, and you know, obviously that's an awesome moment. Yeah. So. But I, I, I you know, yeah. I, I don't. Well, that's the first thing I've got on my docket. The next is uh, I've been playing a little tiny bit of Final Fantasy Integrade Yuffie mm-hmm. episode, which is great. It's beautiful. It runs like a dream on the PS5. The it loading does. times are non-existent, which is amazing for that game. Um, they fixed a lot of the textures on, like, the, the famous uh, Sector, Sector 6 door that <laughs> was, like, janky in the original thing, yeah. where Cloud stays, and the internet loved that. I think it's funny, I think Yuffie's lovable, I'm ready to dive in, but I'm taking my good sweet time because I am addicted to Fort Condor. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a tower defense game that you play with these other characters and little wind-up toys. Yeah. And it's fun, and I will never get to the combat until, you know, I'm done with all the side content. Yeah. I, I started it as well, but I, I'm slightly behind you, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, no, I, I it looks beautiful, runs smooth as fucking butter, mm. uh, Yuffie is, is 
like lovable, and it, it's it's just uh, who's that masked Moogle, Dan? Yeah, it's it's just a great like I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. This whole Final Fantasy remake thing has been a trip. I've mm. loved it. I've loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. So this is, a, I think, a good way to do something like you know. I think oftentimes it's joked that like. The Final Fantasy games or the Kingdom Hearts games get like added subtitles and yes. like for each. But I, I really like that unironically, like mm. integrate intermission. Like I like okay, cool. It's it's not quite the next step, but it's like inching closer to the next step. And yeah, I think we get more teases of of other things to come within mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy VII world mm-hmm. uh, from this. So yeah, I'm I'm there for it. Yummy, yummy. Yep, enjoy it. Play it. It's only 20 bucks. Yeah. And if you bought the game on PS4, you get a free upgrade. That, I mean, you have to make room for on your system, which yeah. drives you into an emotional den, but... Yeah, that's why I didn't start... That's yeah. why I was It was. I was playing storage musical chairs. Yep. And here's a warning from Dan. Um, mm. You know, keep the copy of, the, of, of Final Fantasy VII Remake loaded onto the PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, because you need to... It's not just enough to have the save file downloaded. Yeah. You have to go into the game and, and upload, upload it, it yeah. in the games file. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I did not do. Mm. And I had to spend... Uh, you had to reinstall like it. Like a wholesome three hours reinstalling it, then uninstalling it, then putting the memory back mm-hmm. in. And then so, don't do that. Well, you can always read the internet, Dad, if you're confused. <laughs> I was I was the, I was the goofest here gallant. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do what I did. <laughs> don't be a goofus. <laughs> That's all I got aside from the big one. So what do you have, Dan? Um. Well, there was that Avatar game announced. That <laughs> Will you join the Navi? <laughs> that prompted some larfs from people all over. I mean, the I love. We found out that we were secret Avatar fans back in the day. Yeah. And I saw that movie three times. Once out of free will, and then twice I was brought to that movie. And mm-hmm. by the third time, I was just like a dried husk. I yeah. can't do this anymore. It was so. It was like the time 3D, 4D rumble where it was in theaters, and I remember leaving the theater with the most massive migraine that I've ever had it before in my life. Well, I mean, now. Now, older Dan cannot go to 3D movies because <laughs> no. there's just no way. Um, but mm-hmm. at the time, it was it was an amazing cinema experience because it wasn't it wasn't like the Spy Kids 3D type of 3D where you got Sylvester Stallone like pointing. You yeah. need to do like it was it was actually like depth 3D, mm-hmm. and so it it like gave you like a almost like a deeper field of vision on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I saw it multiple times in theaters, and, it, you know, I I sincerely loved it. It is an extremely derivative story. Yes. It is, it is paint-by-numbers and that stuff. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was, it was an enjoyable cinematic experience. Mm. However, it has gone a long time yeah. without anything happening. I mean, and James Cameron is working on, like, four sequels to it, so... Yeah. And mm. that's, that's, the, that's the, you know... I mean, obviously, the, the one big... Uh, like thing with that is, is that there is an Avatar world at at Disney World now. Yes. Animal Kingdom has Pandora. <laughs> uh, I think Jenny Nicholson reviewed that oh, in depth. It's one of the best videos. Um, but like even I remember being a youngin, uh, you know, coming home from middle school or early high school and checking the movie websites and everything. And th- this whole Avatar roadmap has been in the works since like 2005 or something like mm. he's been you know oh it's gonna be five sequels of this of that of da, 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 da. 
And, like, many people have pointed out that there's a chance that it's, like, dropped out of people's consciousness a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, you know, certainly with, with younger crowds, I would think. Yeah. Um, because nothing's happened with it no. in, like... I'm surprised this game came out before any movie announcements. I thought they were waiting. And, and you know, did they, cl- like, they didn't clarify anything that the game is, right? No. They showed us a trailer. Because if it's called, like, Horizons of Pandora... I, I think it's called Horizons of Pandora, mm-hmm. and... I know Star Wars is putting out, like, a game that is literally just exploring the vistas of different planets. Mm. So, part of me is like, are they doing that with Avatar in order to, to like, prep people for the movie? Mm. I don't know, but, because that's not, it's not, you know, the first thing that popped in my head was, like, an Ass Creed set on Pandora, yes. where you're, you know, detailed environments, not necessarily open world, but you're, mm-hmm. you know. Trekking through. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it was it was it was an unexpected twist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But it's been a long time. It has been half our lives, right? Yeah. Hmm. And and I, and I know that. And we're old. Because <laughs> like I know that that when the first Avatar was being made, that in and of itself took like multiple years to to make because the visual effects took that long to render mm. it was uh you know that that's that's what the setup was for everyone at the time like even with the, the michael bay transformers movie uh what's his name uh like devastator almost broke a bunch of paramount's rendering computers because mm. it was like the reflective surfaces yeah and you know but technology has advanced it makes me wonder has like cameron had this bacon for that long or is it just no like... he has dan he's got the money no i know oh, yeah, i know bacon he's, on it. Yeah, just what yeah. he's been doing mm. I, that's 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 what i'm but well i mean we'll probably get insight to it yeah cameron i think usually provides insight into what was going on so mm-hmm. we'll see but mm. still um in terms of anime news mm-hmm. uh i believe within the next week netflix in multiple countries will be putting up the first four uh, Gundam compilation movies. Mm. Uh, so those were the... Uh, well, the first three compilation movies that kind of retell the Mobile Suit Gundam anime story, mm-hmm. but with movie tier animation, as we would expect, and then the fourth one being Char's uh, Counterattack. So th- those are going on Netflix for probably the first time in the build-up to Gundam and Hathaway, which I think is <laughs> going to be on Netflix also very soon, so... Mm. Which, in and also looks beautiful. Yeah. So. Is that what you showed me on the TikTok? Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a new Gundam film uh, set in the same timeline as the original Mobile Suit, you know, mm-hmm. that conflict. So. Yeah. So that, you know, look out for that. Of course, Record of Ragnarok is soon. Godzilla Singular Point is also soon. Mm. Um... I think some My Hero Academia, new, like uh, some movie materials came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only that's the only anime news I've gathered. Mm. Is it time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So our friend Grant <laughs> made a bet with him on air, saying if this game came out, especially in the next two years, I would need a hat. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Gather your chapeaus and sombreros, Grant, and pick out your favorite, because Elden Ring made a surprise reveal before E3, and boy oh boy, does it look great. <laughs> He's coughing up feathers from all that crow you yeah. eat. 
<laughs> I would have thought if George R. R. Martin was involved in a property, that wouldn't see the light of day. But here I am. Oh, it's so beautiful, Dan. It, it looks does. wonderful. It looks gorgeous. It... We're the typical Reddit Elden Ring stands, I guess. But we don't play the games because they're too hard. <laughs> and Grant's disappointed. Yeah. We in keep us. trying. Yeah, I, I've kept trying. I've you know, yeah. I, I'm still going in Demon Souls. I'm still. Technically going in Sekiro and uh, in Bloodborne, but it's been oof. I I, I get I get filtered pretty fast. Yeah. So, uh, but I love the the worlds of these places, and mm-hmm. in this game in particular, the enemy and monster designs are god tier. Yep, like the giant walking bell, bell arch. Yeah. Look at his ding dong. The pot. <laughs> the the you know, yeah. the, just the way that the. I'm assuming some of the antagonists and bosses are designed are mm-hmm. just gorgeous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Big scary fire face. <laughs> yeah, you're you're like traveling around on like a Princess Mononoke mount that can go mm-hmm. up things. Yeah. Big so. un- inspiration for Miyazaki and Promsoft. Yeah. Princess Mononoke. And this feels like that. You got a Yuko ghost ghost mount. Yeah. That you could summon at will. It's open world a la Breath of the Wild, which is great. And we'll see how, I mean, we'll see how, it looks like most of the features are, are of, of a Souls game, aren't like you can summon other people into your game, mm-hmm. and they can, like, aid you in combat. Presumably there's going to be some open world equivalent of, like, the bonfire system, which mm-hmm. which is doable, it's just, you know, because yeah. you can wander around in the Souls games and go back and forth to whatever markers they are, so maybe mm-hmm. they're just applying that to a whole map. Yeah. But, you know, just in that brief trailer it felt like we saw like nine or ten boss battles mm-hmm. so i it's gonna it seems like it's gonna have a lot yeah like a lot of shit to do in that game so mm-hmm. and grant can rest easy now he can yeah <laughs> his night watch has ended well until the lady maria figure is uh, oh well yeah i'm still on beck and call for that the old under <laughs> <laughs> and her chair um um yeah but congrats yeah <laughs> you made it yeah. we made it we did it joe I mean, yeah, it's, you know, and then we got, we got some stuff to end. I mean, Nintendo Z3 is Monday. Tuesday. Tomorrow. Tuesday. Tuesday. God damn it. <laughs> um, Just when them. you thought you'd be free tomorrow. <sighs> um, They're going last, Dan. They always go last. Yeah, for dramatic effect. Yeah. Um, but there are, I, I did forget a few things. Mm. Uh, one, Loki premiered. Oh, yes. Very good. Uh, I think with the weird sci-fi vibes that it's giving off, it could be one of my faves mm. of these Marvel shows so far. I did love Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Division was also quality. Uh, but I really like what Loki is getting into. They're getting into multiple timelines, mm. all those shenanigans, so we'll see. Like, you know, and Tom Hiddleston is always, is like, charismatic as hell, so... Mm. He can carry it even... And Owen Wilson's there. Oh, wow. Being wow. semi-serious. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. Being semi-serious. So he's he's good. He's mm. showing off his chops there. Um, yeah, it seems like a very weird premise. There's like the, the Time Variant Authority, and they operate mm. like a DMV. So it's 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 fun. Mm. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I think that's going to be like six episodes. Yeah. Um, and then a piece of news that almost slipped through the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection came out. Oof. I started it. Um, good as always. Uh, if anyone else forgot that that happened in the in the span of what we've been, you know, mm-hmm. uh, thrown into this week, then it is out. Pretty mm-hmm. 
small download file. Mm. Didn't have to. Didn't have to do musical chairs on the Switch. Nope. Thankfully, um, I mean they are stupid games, but <laughs> they all are quality. If you want some good fast-paced RPG action, mm. they're there. Because um, I remember what feels like ten years ago, we talked about when that got announced. It's like, oh, it's not dead, and then it, and then I forgot yeah. <laughs> that it came out. So. <laughs> This is, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the you villain. You forget you were a villain in the first place. <laughs> so, uh, I'm happy you're happy. And I'm yeah. sure you'll be happier when Nintendo has their E3 too. It'll be the Dan show all over again. Well, we don't know. Will, I, will I get a crumb? I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I never get a crumb at the table. <laughs> I'll get a feast. Yeah, Dan will get a feast. But, and I'll get... Uh, you know, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be the Dan show. The, oh, Dan. But the, it's always the Dan show. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Dan, Dan, Dan. But I don't know, because we already... Dan's gonna get Skyward soon. He's gonna get Twilight Princess and no Wind Waker for Jonathan. We're gonna skip over that one. Well, I would want Wind Waker before Twilight Princess. Oh, well, now you said it, you'll get what you want. <laughs> well, no, but I've always I've always maintained, like, I've, you know, I love Wind Waker. Mm. I, I don't know where this... this Dan I, and Twilight Princess thing I think came it's, from. I but... think it's the Dan in my mind. <laughs> um, you know, it, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Skyward Sword is July. We yeah, get that comes soon. out. It's soon. Um, which will be fun, but nobody knows what we're what to expect. Mm. We're getting like the internet hubbub about like GameStop has a poster yeah. with a bunch of. Well, they didn't Zelda. reveal a Switch Pro either the week before, like a lot of people were thinking, because no. they can't show software for it now, or yeah. they could, you know, it's Nintendo, they could do whatever the fuck they want, but <laughs> yeah. And I, I would be, I would, I mean, I would be interested if that was. I would hope that if that happened, it wouldn't <laughs> occupy a huge chunk of the direct. That's what I worry. <laughs> that's what I worry about. If it's new hardware, yeah, but they said it was devoted to software for the Nintendo Switch in this year, so they could do something like they did with the Switch Lite and give it a separate mini. Yeah, you know, direct down the line a few weeks after. But but who knows? Because again, they, you know, GameStop first has a holster of the, those Zelda posters. I just want some Metroid. Well, that would be nice too. It's but also we're... their anniversary. But they had to start over on I that. I would like a Kirby. Well, we could get a 2D Metroid, because they're still... It's not the same team that does 2D Metroids. We could do that. But, Dan, there are dreams that cannot be. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you about hoping? <laughs> Never. I mean, what? I mean, you know, and then there's... We're probably due for information about Fire Emblem, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What, what else could there be? <laughs> there's things that I want that I dare not speak to. More odd ports? I don't... Mm. Uh, you know... We're like you know a certain mother series to get but uh, oh, i've said too much already <laughs> yeah that would be that would be cool someday but there's gonna be something well the game boy advanced hardware yeah, can't go on to the switch too much for the switch to handle it's a it's a circular thing into a triangular hole you yeah. can't do it no nope. i don't i don't make games <laughs> like you know i don't i don't know yeah but, and then presumably Smash announcements. Oh yeah, that it'll be like two two characters that you've loved your entire life, and then me <laughs> with my thumb in the pie. I no, I'm almost out. Like I've gotten my my long shots, so it's not. Uh, there's no one. I mean, I don't think who's bankable that could get in at this point. That, I mean. I love it when a Pokemon's added, but that would infuriate people. Yes. Uh, 
I guess Ryu Hayabusa, but mm. he's... They have no reason to bank on him, either. Uh, I... If it's uh, Ryu Hayabusa, I can hear your laughter from here in Kenilworth. That would be... That would be... I'll hear you. I'll be like, shit. I, I would... Because he, he would just be... By by the standards, the internet, you you just be another anime swordsman. So yep. they would they, they would be pissed, and I would. <laughs> you would laugh and laugh. Um, but I, I think we're mostly betting on Crash. Yeah, Crash, uh, and I mean, I've heard rumors of Doom Guy. I've kind of nonplussed on Doom Guy myself, but Doom Guy would be cool. That yeah. was the, that Doom remake was was really good. Mm. Um. I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Set the bar low, Dan. <laughs> that's all I'm saying right now. My fucking Wario Land collection that's never oh, gonna yeah. happen. So. Yeah. Be like, would you spend a hundred bucks for Wario? Dan, would I? <laughs> I'd get my kidney for Wario. You can all, They're only available in this collector's edition shaped like Wario's ass. <laughs> Go sign me up. Day one pre-order. It's garlic scented. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put that put that up on the mantle. And but who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be giving you that update next <laughs> week. Prepare yourself. <laughs> okay. All right. Do we have any tangents? I have nothing, Dad. Um, I sort of have a tangent. Go ahead, speak. But it is it is applicable to what we've been talking about. What we're going to talk about today. Mm. Um, and the reason I hesitate is because I'm not entirely positive what some of the other recent adaptations of Cyborg 009 have done. Mm. I know the gist of how they've updated the characters over the years, but I don't know the specifics of how everyone's gotten updated. Mm. Um, so, uh, past couple weeks we've talked about live-action adaptations. Oh no. Uh, what about our friends at Black Ghost? Uh-huh. Do you think that they would be carried over faithfully to a modern adaptation? Well, do they last the entire series? No. So, I would say, first movie, yeah. Like, you start with the basics. I think they would be brought over. They make yeah. a convincing villain. If it's sequel fodder, then, you know, they'll finish. Maybe we'll get a little reference to them in the second whatever continuation that we're doing here. But I don't think they would... I, I think they would be in the main thing, yeah. The first main thing that they bring over, yes, Black Ghost. If it gets subsequent things, then no. We'll think of new villains for them. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, even if they... Because the, the next batch of villains is directly related to Black Ghost. Right. But it's, um... But I, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, how how they would be approached. Mm. Um, because Black Ghost, as as deep as Cyborg 009 is willing to go, which is pretty deep and dark occasionally mm-hmm. um they are arms dealers they they are black market war profiteers and mm-hmm. that's what they do yeah um but part of me is like would they be turned into hackers like 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 black ghost would be google man and he'd be like an edgy teenager who's hmm. like beep, boop, beep. <laughs> i'm the ceo of reddit now i control the bitcoins it could be that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg plays yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. And it, hmm. it's, it's, you know, yeah. Um, Dan, you can't give the authorities these ideas because I don't want to see this evil in the world if they listen. Yeah, because I've, yeah, I mean, I've sent it out into the ether now, but uh, it's like, that's, that's what I would be worried about is like, Ethan would be, uh, not Ethan, <laughs> Ethan, uh, 
uh, Skull oh. would be, yeah. you know, he, he would be like a teenager who's like the son of what you think is the Black Ghost mm-hmm. leader, and then he's like, actually, it's not my dad, it's me. Running a scan. They kind of do that in the New American Gods, and it's disappointing. As that show is, it had so much potential, and it was just wasted, and now it's just like set to the winds. I haven't seen the latest season yet. It, it casting snafus, financial problems. There, the story is all over the place. When they all they had to do was adapt a book. <laughs> I followed that drama. I haven't seen the show, but I followed that drama. First season was good, but they ended it on like, oh, so Brian Fuller's leaving now. Mm-hmm. What do we do from here? And it got a little messy. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's the gist I got. Yeah, like a lot of creative shakeups, mm-hmm. a lot of. I don't. It, a lot it of sounded... dis- a lot of choices, Dan. Yeah, were made, and uh, I hope you know it's always soul crushing when we see a property that we love, like me with American Gods or any Stephen King adaptation, not get its just due. Yeah, like, not live the expectations that I set forward in the book, and I know it's nine out of ten times it's going to happen. There's that one tenth of time that God forbid a Cyborg zero zero nine thing comes out and it's beautiful and wonderful. Yeah, that I hope and pray for. I mean, luckily or unluckily, all of the adaptations that young me would have cared about mm-hmm. were already ruined as we were growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the Transformers movies... And Turner and Hooch. Uh, <laughs> what else were you watching? <laughs> MASH. <laughs> I, so, it, it, it's... Well, Knight Rider got ruined. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, like, those those less than stellar adaptations seem to mostly come out when we were younger mm-hmm. and lately they've maybe like ever so slightly course corrected and this this is the good point about the discussions about how these things are adapted is that at the very least even even as opposed to like 10 years ago mm-hmm. like when we were in middle school or high school or whatever um people are much more aware of how m- movies and things are made so if, mm-hmm. like, you know, if a studio executive is adapting Cyborg 009, and then they cut out, like, 006, because um, they're like, we can't put a chef on the cover of Teen People, yeah. you know, uh, people are aware of that now. Like, they, 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 um, did I get that wrong? Is zero <laughs> Yeah, he's the chef. Chef? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chang. And pe- people are, are more, like, aware of that and will call others out when they see that. Mm. Um, but even so, it it's... Every time any property is adapted, it goes into the weeds and we're like, mm-hmm. what are we gonna, what are we gonna come out with here? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's always a... Mi- but, but that was... I just brought it up because I had the thought, like, today's black ghost-centric mm. and I'm thinking he would be Hacker Man. <laughs> If, if it yeah, was like I could see that he happening. would be Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. and then you know, like like the the cyborgs would be, would have been made by like his dad's company, mm-hmm. which is like Ghost International or something, as a wink and nod to the fans. Mm-hmm. And then the CEO of Ghost International is like arrested halfway through the movie, but it's actually Edge Lord Son. Yeah, he's got a little keyboard. Like I said, Dan, stop putting these ideas in. <laughs> A little Verizon <laughs> flip phone. There's a producer somewhere writing this down. I'm behind seven proxies. Uh, and he projects himself as like a... His YouTube avatar is a is a skull. So yeah, with like the cape yeah. flowing maybe. Checkmate. 
Oh, yeah. That's that's what I... I brought that up to assume that that's what's going to happen. But to depress and bother me. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Real mood lowerer, this Dan Ryan of mine. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, you know. Yeah. But without further ado, we will get into today's content. Goody, goody. Uh, we're going to roll out the drawing board, and it is, in fact, the Black Ghost Edition. I see what you did there. Uh, slightly villainous design, a mm-hmm. little edgier, it, and it's holographic. It's not hit. actually there. Mm. Um, so, the first four episodes of Cyborg 009, the Cyborg Soldier that we covered last week, mm. successfully introduced us to the main cast and adapted elements from the Birth and Assassin's manga arcs. Mm. The main cyborgs, along with the audience, know that Black Ghost will never stop pursuing them. There are more cyborgs beyond the original nine, Mm -hmm. and if the ten plus minus pair are any indication, they appear to be more committed or more brainwashed Mm -hmm. by Black Ghost, Mm -hmm. um, which makes them more dangerous. Clear inspiration to the Cell Saga. Yeah. (laughs) Or the Android Saga. Were they different? They were the same, right? Well, they are cyborgs. One's like a mini, yeah. 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 The the, the Cell... Well, yeah, the the Android Saga leads into the Cell Saga. Um, but they, but the androids in DBZ are cyborgs, yes. so, um, yeah, so today we're going to be covering episodes 5, 7, 8, and 9, mm. which adapt material from the Assassins, 0013, and Wandering arcs, as well as tiny pieces left over from the Birth arc, mm. um, which, you know, that kind of content will be adapted throughout the rest of the series as the characters' flashbacks, I'm guessing in the original manga, a lot of their backstories were, you know, dived into or divulged, you know, not in full, probably, but they were explained more in that first story arc. But mm. they're going to save those for character Down flashbacks. Yeah. Um, so why these episodes? Uh, episode five, uh, this episode gives us some development for our mutual fave, 004, mm. uh, Albert Heinrich. Yes. Uh, it adapts some flashbacks from the birth arc again in which Albert Heinrich's wife is killed while the pair attempts to flee from eastern Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also raises more questions about the morality of killing the ten and higher cyborgs since they are also, you know, clearly victims of the Black Ghost organization. They, you know, the the, the, the ten plus minus brothers dynamic where they couldn't mm-hmm. hug. Mm-hmm. You know, 11 and 12 and 13 especially are all going to dive into, you know, what has Black Ghost done to these people? Mm. Should, you know, we be killing them? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, 0011 is also a fairly tragic character. He kind of stands out in, in terms of how he's designed, and he acts as a good foil for 004 mm. in that episode. Uh, you know, I, I would say, because uh, 004 is obviously the walking... Um, like, artillery, mm-hmm. and 0011 is quite literally just a giant weapon, mm-hmm. so uh, two ways that that plan could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 7 and 8, uh, this two-parter introduces us to Cyborg 0013, an antagonist whose past is directly tied to one of our main characters. Alternate artwork for 0013 actually appears in the end credits of every episode, depicting him in the uniform as the rest of the team. Last week, when we were watching those credits, you were like, oh, is that an alternate design for 006 mm. as, he was, as a young boy? But no, that is actually 0013. Mm. Um, because in, uh, you know, the terms of the artwork for the show, and I think later on Dr. Gilmore even references it, 
like had he survived these events zero zero thirteen could have been another sibling he mm. could have joined us and i think you know in universe gilmore like draws him in yeah. that uniform okay. as like a tribute um so it's a sad indicator of what could have been mm-hmm. um and episode nine uh this episode resolves a plot thread from episode eight and it also gives us some insight into, uh, like, the Black Ghost organization and the other people who are serving them. Uh, I was going back and forth with you yesterday <laughs> as to whether or not we should change this up. I was kind of uncertain what batch would be a good set, mm-hmm. whether or not to include six, etc. But a new story arc technically begins... Sort of after, like I, I, I mm-hmm. think even ten is like a standalone episode, and mm-hmm. eleven is also. Um, the the way that it's structured and the way that it pulls material is that a lot of these can go from like two part story arcs to adapting something mm-hmm. else, throw it in there to yeah. get the flashback, etc. You know, so it, it yeah. some of the lineups might be more difficult to decide, but I figured this would be good just to. You know, because it's kind of a self-contained thing going on in the the Mm. later three. Uh, Of these episodes, episode nine, however, is the loosest adaptation of the manga material that it's adapting. Um, And it actually adds anime-exclusive characters named Dr. Berg and Captain Zanborozu. I figured this was fine, because we are focusing on this anime, so it's... You know, we are seeing more insight into this universe's, this Mm -hmm. continuity's Black Ghost. Makes sense. Yeah. So, some assorted trivia. Uh, today, two episodes, five and nine, mm. have 009 voiced by Derek Stephen Prince. As you mentioned last week, uh, Joshua Seth was the original <laughs> voice for 009, um, but he had planned to retire shortly beforehand, mm-hmm. so they brought in Prince. Yes. But he was then fired because Sony producers thought that he was too nasally. I um, can't make love to a bush, piston. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the first batch of episodes were later redubbed with Joshua Seth, as again, as you covered, um, but they didn't have time to re- redo episodes 5 and 9, so we're getting two of those today, where mm. 9 might not sound like himself. Hmm. Um, but as uh, the people on the Cyborg 009 wiki emphasized, this is, uh, this is a back and forth between Ty and Kin. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> well, I've arrived, here we go. <laughs> Our ultimate rivalry. Yeah, because if you because if, if if we didn't mention that last time, Prince yeah. is Ken Ichijoji's, and Bill Billingsley is uh, uh, Barrett in Final Fantasy VII Redegrade Remake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they these yeah. voice actors have been around the bush. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also small trivia: uh, the Oyama family from Ganbare <laughs> Robocon mm-hmm. uh, manga, another one of Shotaro Ishinomori's works, makes a cameo appearance in episode 7. So, wow! Uh, I think that's one of the multiple times they give a, a, a cameo to other... Like, again, there was that weird mm-hmm. where common writer might exist yeah. in this yeah. universe. So. And that's your job. That's what you're researching. That's what I gotta <laughs> look out for. <laughs> At the end of the watch, you have to approve or disprove this. Um, Is it bad that I read that Gambare uh, Raccoon Con? <laughs> Is that... <laughs> <laughs> is something happening in the water and the wine, Dan? I, our, our parody of that. What yeah. episode are we on again? <laughs> How long have we been in this lighthouse? <laughs> Eat your beans, Dan. Five months? <laughs> two days? Nah. Um, but yeah, I, I always feel like I'm going to mispronounce But Gambare, right? Yeah. Like Gambare. Yeah, like you can do it, Robocon. <laughs> um, but uh, again, this all this trivia and uh, mm. the... 
detailed summaries for two of today's episodes mm-hmm. come from the Cyborg 009 wiki. Um, very comprehensive, but I think they are missing info in some, some episodes. Yeah, because yeah. I would assume a lot of people haven't been able to sit down and, and watch, watch these. Our job, in, in, I guess, a, we have to take over, don't we? Um, well, so. with these, we add in our own two cents and commentary too, so yeah. it's like not a direct thing. But we thank them for yeah. you know detailed plot synopsis. It helps while we're taking our notes. Yeah, it's mm. a good resource for you know fans trying to you know new fans trying yeah. to get into it. If we can uh, convert anybody. Mm-hmm. We have to request oh. access so we can go back and write detailed plot synopses. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, unless it's completely out of the woods, I don't pre-screen a lot of stuff mm-hmm. immediately beforehand because, as with Treasure Planet, that yeah. destroys my spirit. Yeah. Um, I understand with the pirates, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I actually like no matter what happened, I was going to save um, seven and eight. Mm-hmm. For like a uh, an eyes unclouded viewing today okay. because I remember seeing them on TV. I know what happens in them and mm. I I watched them when they aired. Yeah. But there's some oomph episodes. Oomph. So uh, you know, for oomph. Be prepared. <laughs> so any any expectations going in? Well, I don't have a you know it's like a flashbulb memory situation. I think when I view things that I remember watching from the series, I'll go, oh yeah, this happened. Mm-hmm. But right now it's like in the clouded. <laughs> My clouded mind, old mind. Um, I hope it continues its cinematic trend, Mm -hmm. because that's really standing out. I know that we get explanation for more people's backstories down the line. Of Mm -hmm. course, I'm still looking forward to that. I didn't realize that we had way more additional cyborgs than I initially thought, right? Like, these evil or non-evil, these Deuteronomy going on here. Well, yeah, we're going to... um... I think the lineup ends with with zero zero thirteen, mm-hmm. but then immediately after the next arc is uh, is a whole nother batch okay. of cyborgs. Okay, so they don't they're not going to follow the same they're not going to follow the same naming scheme, mm-hmm. but they will be themed, and okay. you know I think that that's going to be a pretty fun arc to dive into. Awesome, but there are plenty more cyborgs, evil <laughs> evil ones to come. So oh, evil. <laughs> but uh without further ado we will get into uh the first episode episode 005 tears of steel mm. so join us after the jump thank you very much thank you very much Endemon? <laughs> uh, <laughs> metal Endemon. <laughs> back everybody we just watched four more episodes of cyborg 009 the cyborg soldier (laughs) any initial thoughts on this batch some of them were good Mm -hmm. one of them was written really weird yes (laughs) and i think that could be the dubbing process and i'm sure we'll get into details about it yeah but uh one of them stood out and it's supposed to be an emotionally heavy episode it just felt odd to me yeah yeah um again I apologize if the selection no. is, uh, because 
from the way it sounds on paper, mm. episode nine, for instance, sounds a lot darker than what it is on yeah. screen. Um, you know, so I don't know. Like in in retrospect, I don't know if we should have done that one instead of. Mm-hmm. But technically, nine does leave on like a what what they're doing next because mm-hmm. they gotta you know they got stuff they that introduce they're doing. Waluigi next episode. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm always hesitant about what to cut. If there should be no cuts, mm-hmm. but it, it um, we've got to make the sacrifices. Then. Yeah, we for for we time this, yeah. purposes, but uh, but yeah, I, again, it, it it ended up being very goofy. But mm-hmm. I I left nine in the patch because it it you know again it sounds a lot darker yeah. than it is. Uh, and instead, it was very much like a comic relief type episode. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we live and learn. Yes. Um, On so, the edge of tomorrow. <laughs> but we will be uh, starting with episode 005, Tears of Steel. Mm. Um, so this episode begins uh, during a rainstorm as, as Albert Heinrich attempts to cross the Berlin Wall with his fiancée, Hilda, uh, under the guise of a zoo animal exotic creature delivery man. A lot to discuss here. We do get a new opener, though, with yes. uh, a new like backstory promo shots of each of the cyborgs. Yes, presumably. And, uh, new tech with the dolphin yeah. being remodeled. Um, which is cool because it, it gets its battleship Yamato yeah. paint style mm-hmm. now. So very snappy. And I said, "Is this Suspiria?" <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. Know, when Tilda Swinton was driving that zoo delivery van, it is quite literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got some snakes, tarantulas, and other gross things in the back. You want to take a look, Dan? Uh, but yeah. So uh, uh, Albert attempts to bluff his way past mm-hmm. the wall guards, but fails. Um, you know, the guard notices that his ID card is forged. Uh, they open fire on the truck as Albert, like, panics and drives away. Uh, and then under a hail of bullets, the truck swerves off the road mm-hmm. and crashes into a ditch before being hit by <laughs> missiles and exploding fire. A lot of firepower at this Berlin Wall, I assume. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm. I don't but know. missile launchers, Dan? You think? I... I... I don't want to say they didn't. Mm. I don't know, mm. but they were—they were serious about that. Was that was serious stuff? Um, Another question: Did you think that they uh, knew that uh, Albert was the best boy, and that's why they gave us quick backstory on him? I want to say yes, mm. but I feel like again we are going to get segments like this whenever Throughout. we have like. Not breather episodes, but, like, plot, you know, slower plot episodes, we're going to get those. Because, again, the opening adds in those little teases of that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm pretty sure eventually we do get one for each of them. Yeah. Um, So who knows? But, again, I I would assume starting with 004 makes sense, because he is more or less, like, the de facto leader, Mm -hmm. even though Joe has to step up into that role. Um, Again, he's he's the fave. Mm-hmm. Um, so a wounded Albert crawls out of the wreckage of the truck to find Hilda, who was hiding in the back, mortally wounded in the crash. Uh, Hilda asks him if they are free. Did we make it? Yeah. (laughs) Did I make it to Broadway, Dan? You did. (laughs) Good. Um, and when, uh, Albert answers yes, uh, she dies in his arms. Uh, Albert begs Hilda to stay with him and cradles her body as he screams her name. This is what I like. I mean, not the trauma, but I love for the drama, Dan. (laughs) Well, the the character, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, seeing what these characters have been through. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the present day, Albert, now Cyborg 004, wakes up on the couch. Uh, He previously dozed off. Uh, He takes a look at Hilda's engagement ring, which was, you know, 
damaged as kind of like a tragic keepsake. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to assume too, even then, that that he managed to hold on to it even throughout the the cyborg transformation process. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was like buried away or something. But yeah. it's clearly been through the the ringer, not to make a bad pun with him. Um, so, uh, but he attached it to a, a Frodo-style necklace that he A very wears. flimsy chain. Yes. It could be worn with age, but... <laughs> that he wears around his neck. And he, you know, closes his fist around just to reaffirm to himself that this is who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, Dr. Koizumi is playing uh, Go, a board game originating from China, by himself when he is visited by Albert. Uh, Dr. Koizumi... Uh, invites him to play, but Albert politely refuses, as he has patrol duties. Um, and we were wondering why... Uh, 003 is there. Yeah, because we think that usually 003 mm-hmm. uses her telepathy to keep, like, a lookout on the area, mm-hmm. but when she needs to take a break, you know, from exhaustion, then yeah. they step in with their little radar scanners to, to mm-hmm. do that instead, to do the perimeter checks and stuff. Um... He, uh, you know, assures the old doctor that he won't be bothered anymore after him and his friends leave, but Dr. Kazumi tells them that he actually quite enjoys their company, oh. and he's, he's a cool old dude. A lonely so. old man. Um, it is revealed that, uh, okay, wait, after the assault, okay, after yeah. the assault by Cyborg 0010 plus and minus, the 00 Cyborgs have, again, established a routine where they're patrolling and on the lookout for future attacks. 007 and 006 have some, you know, screen time together where they're constantly, like, you know, they're the comic relief yeah. so far, so their they're banter is nice, yeah. I guess. They're joking about, what's this dumb thing, and I can hear you, 007, this Dragon Radar <laughs> prototype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Fisher's Price, Fisher Price Dragon Radar. Yeah. Uh, so, Dr. Gilmore, who is, uh, you know, overseeing the patrol from inside the dolphin, is visited by Francois Arnaud, 003, um, who is still, you know, trying to recover from the previous battle, and, uh, you know, she really wants to help the rest of the team, but Dr. Gilmore convinces her to rest because they need her telepathic powers and everything. And I mean, you assured me that we get more ladies fighting, but this is typical, like, shounen, oh, girl can't fight, girl watch baby, have headache, lay down. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Again, we... I don't remember the specifics, but we do... Well, I I don't remember the specifics how much each of them get to do, but Mm -hmm. we definitely get a lot more, like, women... Yeah wrote like cyborgs eventually mm-hmm. and villains i think so it, yeah it's not gonna stay that way forever but yeah it's the old tropes are still there mm. um unfortunately um but the the baby is tended to <laughs> yeah. as we you know because sometimes yeah, they've they got to for- be on baby watch in this anime sometimes they forget to animate yeah. him into the scene. <laughs> he's not there so <laughs> we you know he's somewhere but he's not he's not accounted for <laughs> um so uh uh, suddenly, Francois' enhanced senses pick up the presence of a round object approaching. Is it a donut? It's not a donut. Oh. Uh, I can detect when they're approaching. <laughs> it's more like a spinning blastoise. So. Uh, sure enough, uh, Dr. Gilmore's radar devices detect an object heading their way uh, up through the forest, um, where uh, Punma and Geronimo Jr. are stationed. Uh, however, they are unable to see where it is. And, uh, you know, but Junior, using his senses, <laughs> discovers that it's coming up through the ground. Uh, turn the page, I apologize. <laughs> um, right after this, the ground cracks open, and the object, revealed to be Cyborg 0011... Or the thing that Syndrome uses in The Incredibles 1. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's definitely, it's got, like, the, the classic spider crab <laughs> look to it, and it does spider things. <laughs> um, 
So he emerges, and he makes quick work of Punma and Junior, encasing them in a hard white goop. Goop. <laughs> Get the jokes out of the way yeah. uh, that that cocoons them and then solidifies. There's a lot of jokes to be had here, but I guess I'll sacrifice them for, you know, <laughs> I'll make this one cut. <laughs> uh, Albert rushes to their aid and tries to fight 0011, uh, but he also is defeated. Uh, it is clear that 0011 has uh, been sent by Black Ghost to kill the 00 cyborgs in return for getting his human body yeah. back. And he questions, he has like the, the typical thing of like, why don't you look like me? Um, yeah. Why don't I look like you? And this quest to reclaim the body, I think it could have been, you know, this could have been a two, well, it was a two-parter, but this could have been a little bit longer. Yeah. Mm. I mean, again, I'm assuming they all got more tidbits in, like... The manga and yeah, such. Yeah, and, and again, I don't know, in terms of future adaptations, how many of them have come back and gotten more solid character development, but... I don't know, I, mm. I have to look into that. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe next week's tangent will be looking into manga. how other things have been adapted in other ways, because mm. I think a lot of these characters could stand to... You know, like, the the assassin cyborgs mainly could stand to, to get little arcs to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, he, he wants his, his body back, and he wants to be able to see his family again. He and, wants his body back, body back, body back, body and, back. And, you know, and apparently... Um, Black Ghost has promised to do this for him, mm. uh, but like the other cyborgs and we, the viewers, are like, that's probably yeah. bullshit. I don't know if I trust them. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know if they're evil yet. Joe finds out in an episode or two. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh. Um, so, uh, fortunately, Albert is rescued by the timely intervention of, of Joe, 009, <laughs> Jet Link, 002 and Chang Changku uh, and 06 and Great Britain <laughs> 007, 007. Uh, they try to engage 0011 from all sides but they are unable to penetrate his impervious metal shell uh, during the battle Joe notices that when 11's turrets open for a brief time like a boss battle uh, they expose his innards to attack and um, they you know, uh, managed to, I think, score a few hits doing that. Yeah. And Ken's voice as Joe <laughs> is very jarring. Not as yeah, good. I didn't think it would be no. as noticeable, but dang, it is. Yeah, it's it's completely different yeah. tone-wise. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not to, you know, because we know that he can do really well when he played Ken, mm-hmm. but in this case, his, his words never match Joe's expressions. Mm-hmm. Like, Joe always looks like 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 a sad boy, yeah. like the the you know anime protagonist who's like wistful, mm-hmm. and Ken the Ken guy voices him like, "Hey, that's a great idea." Like yeah. it's not it's not the same thing. Um, I don't know why though, but yeah. So uh, the zero zero cyborgs are driven away when Eleven uh, shoots more white again, <laughs> um, allowing him to fly away. Uh, with the help of Jet, Albert is able to get close and shoot zero zero Eleven with a knee missile. <laughs> while the turret windows are still open, causing the larger cyborg to crash land on the edge of a cliff. Mm. Albert then takes the opportunity to hold Eleven at gunpoint and ask why he wanted to become human so badly. Uh, and then Eleven actually starts sobbing in, in yeah. despair, saying that he wants to go back to his family. Mm-hmm. You know, And again, that Black Ghost has apparently promised to, to give him this. Um... Yeah, you know, and it's it's a it's a well done little because he's sobbing in mm-hmm. this computer voice form trapped in this metal body, mm-hmm. um, you know. So in order to get his family back, he has to eliminate the zero zero cyborgs. 
uh, angry with Albert's hesitation, Jed attempts to shoot Eleven himself, uh, and Albert tries to stop him, but, uh, you know, the two hits the cliff face by accident, sending Eleven falling into the sea. Uh, in the process, Eleven shoots a small missile into the air that summons a seemingly harmless rainstorm, covering the cyborgs. Uh, like, anyone who's still outside yeah. is covered in the We're rain. We're just standing there like, eh. They're drinking it. Yeah. They're bathing in it. Yeah. So, yeah. It, 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 not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, later that day, Dr. Uh, Gilmore and Dr. Kazumi enlist Chang's help to free uh, Punma and Junior from Eleven's white goo. <laughs> Uh, Chang is successful in melting the goo with his flame breath, but he slips up with Punma and manages to burn his rear end. A classic anime. <laughs> the biscuits are burning, man. Yes. <laughs> Always. Um, Shit fire and brimstone, as they say in the South. <laughs> <laughs> ah, bless your heart, I say. Uh, meanwhile, um, Jet confronts Albert over his hesitation to eliminate Eleven. Uh, his accusations anger Albert, and he, you know, 004 leaves, saying that he has to, you know, go report to Dr. Gilmore. Mm -hmm. And I think the main argument here is that, like, um... Oh, no, we'll get to that. Um, so, uh, at the ocean floor, Eleven attempts to break free from Black Ghost's control and go back to his family. However, Skull remotely reprograms him to focus on killing the Zero-Zero cyborgs Mm -hmm. only, and that's signified by his eyes turning from blue to red, or the the portals Mm -hmm. turning from blue to red. Um, so that night, Joe and Albert resume patrolling at the site where they encountered, uh, 10 plus and minus. They reflect how they previously tried to convert minus to their side, but failed when plus showed up. Joe wonders if trying to convert their enemies wasn't worth the effort, but album, Al- Albert tells him <laughs> that it is worth it even, but no, it's risky. Um, so, you know, Albert thinks it's important to care about your enemies, to not dehumanize them, mm. uh, cause that could make things much, much worse. Uh, you know, he wants to be more than just a zero-zero cyborg, and, you know, he wants to prove that he still has a heart underneath the weaponized shell that they've put him in. Mm-hmm. Um, so while Francois rests, the other zero-zero cyborgs enjoy dinner, uh, when Puma, Great Britain, Chang, and Junior suddenly collapse. <laughs> a diagnosis by Dr. Kazumi reveals that they have been covered in a strong poison. No, well, uh, Dan, you missed the comedic relief moment. Zero, zero, someone's going off about, like, they're going off about, like, zero, zero, three, and she's like, oh, she's so feminine, she had to lay down, and then choking on something. I don't think it's my misogyny, but... (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like, like, oh, it doesn't, yeah. You hope zero, zero doesn't come in here and strangle Strangle you with with her her dainty hands. Weak feminine hands. Yeah, and then then Great Britain immediately collapses. (laughs) Did misogyny do that? Or was it the god? Garlic. <laughs> um, so, uh, Jet realizes that the rainstorm produced by 0011 was poisonous, and, uh, you know, pretty much reveals that that everyone who was outside was affected. Um, so, Dan, why should we trust Dr. Kozumi? Uh, cause he's a doctor, Jet. <laughs> yeah, Jet, Jet does not trust, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jet hasn't grown on me yet. I'm sure he will. He's a he's a street tough. He's he's, he's, from, he's from the Bronx. <laughs> Anything could happen in the Bronx, but I don't see a, a love for Jet coming anytime soon. Um, at the same time, uh, Eleven, who you know has survived the encounter, obviously emerges from the ocean and heads directly for Doctor Kazumi's house. 
Uh, Jed is the first to engage Eleven in battle, but he is soon shot down by one of the turrets. Joe arrives and rescues him, but he then collapses from the poison rain that's in his system. Albert comes to their aid, and Jet warns him that because they were both hit by the acid rain, they are poisoned too and inevitably will be paralyzed by it. Um, so, meanwhile, the afflicted 00 cyborgs are taken to the dolphin's sickbay. While uh, Dr. Kazumi works on an antidote for the poison, uh, he remarks that Dr. Gilmore seems to be growing <laughs> to care for the zero zero cyborgs more than he would admit like he's starting to treat them as like family a, yeah and that family is a gift that no one can take away as long as i don't inherit your nose yeah. oh ivan <laughs> the baby gets yeah. equipped <laughs> ivan whiskey um, so outside, uh, the poison in Albert's body starts to take hold, and while he's incapacitated, Eleven manages to injure him. Albert pleads for Eleven to hold on to his humanity and remember his wife and daughter, but he is unaware that Black Ghost has completely reprogrammed him. As uh, Eleven continues to shoot at him, uh, and his body becomes paralyzed, Albert pulls out his blaster <laughs> in desperation, but his hands are, like, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, paralyzed beyond the point of being able to pull the trigger. So instead, he loops the engagement ring around uh, the trigger and pulls it back with his mouth. Shattering the chain. Yeah, managing to get one uh, clear shot into the The, inside of a turret. The weak point for massive damage. Yeah, Yeah. indeed. And the crab is defeated. Um, Giant enemy robot crab. So 0011's, like, you know, innards are destroyed, and seemingly his programming is undone. So the eyes turn blue, and he, sensing his imminent destruction takes off and flies a safe distance away (laughs) and explodes, Iron Giant style, because Mm -hmm. he, you know... Has uh, regained his humanity for a brief moment. Um, The next morning, Dr. Kazumi plays a game of Go with Albert. Uh, You know, they've all been cured, obviously. Um, Albert apologizes for wrecking Dr. Kazumi's house. Mansion. It's okay. It's a little house. Yeah, he's got... He's still got space. As long as he got family, it's good space. Um, and, you know, Dr. Kazumi says to cherish his family, because, you know, you can rebuild a house once it's broken, but you can't rebuild a family. Um, Albert then chooses to reveal that he won the game, much to to Dr. Kazumi's surprise, and it's a cute little Mm -hmm. moment, like, Dr. Gilmore's apparently so smart, but he Mm -hmm. cheats constantly, so. Um, meanwhile, the the rest of the Zero Zero Cyborgs wake up after being cured. We get, then we get the, did I put too much garlic in? Line. Mm. Um... And uh, it is revealed that Albert actually threw Hilda's engagement ring into the sea, having already found closure with his past. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Uh, so next up would be Zero Zero uh, Episode 6, which we skipped, um, which is Search for the Professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll provide a brief summary because it does have some plot points. Uh, this adapts the Man-Eating Mansion story arc, in which 009, 007, and 004 are looking for a missing Dr. Kazumi. We don't actually see Kazumi kidnapped on screen, mm-hmm. he's just not there. When a little they... confusing. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, so their search brings them to a spooky mansion <laughs> that appears to be haunted by the ghost of a grieving widow. Uh, in the original, you know, Japanese version, uh, her husband died... <laughs> was shown to have died, I think, in the Taisho era, which was a long-ass time ago. And in the English dub, she's a widow from the Civil War, which, again, is a long-ass time ago. So either way, it's the same thing. She, Her husband must have died a really long time ago. Mm-hmm. But she's there doing the you know, Maiden's Peak thing. Um, 
So the entire mansion is revealed to be the new body of Cyborg 0012, uh, who is the next Cyborg assassin, and, uh, you know, her original body is encased within a machine at the heart of the mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, in the manga, her true form was merely a preserved brain in a jar that brought down the mansion once its container was destroyed to symbolically finally bury herself, mm-hmm. you know, because she wanted to, to die and move on, but Black Ghost wouldn't let her. Again, so it, it doesn't I don't, It doesn't shine through that well in that episode. Yeah. Um, because even, you know, she's like preserved in the, the Sleeping Beauty case mm-hmm. at the center of the mansion, and, and 007 actually attempts to save her, mm. but the mansion comes down before they can, but... You know, again, it could have been it could have been a little more poignant if mm-hmm. they kept in like I just want to die and and be at peace yeah. thing, but you know. But we are skipping that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of it, Doctor Kazumi is still missing, and they repaint the dolphin. Yes, yeah. they yeah, they repaint the dolphin into mm-hmm. its uh, you know opening <laughs> intro colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point in the conflict, zero zero twelve does let it slip that. Dr. Kazumi is already on his way to Tokyo, mm. you know, by the kidnappers. So that brings us to 007, Defeat the Invisible, Invisible Opponent. <laughs> I, you know, if you yeah. would like to take the lead, because oh, your notes are probably better on these two yeah. than mine, so. Yeah. So, uh, we begin, we open with a moment on 008, Puma, and mm-hmm. this was kind of like more character backstory, how he's discussing, like, the possessions of humanity, how humankind can own humans, but really in the universe... Nothing belongs to anyone. Yeah. So I think that factors into his backstory a bit that we'll get. But I liked this moment, yeah. as you commented. It's beautifully lit, very cinematic, with the, the cyborgs perched on, like, a Tokyo Tower. Their capes blowing in the wind. Yeah, no, it's zero, beautiful. this yellow yeah. background, yeah. Um, I put down in a town or city looking for Professor Kozumi, which could have been explained a bit more, but apparently they kind of gloss over that a bit. Yeah, and they uh, the, the previous episode yeah. would have shown Tokyo, like, does show Tokyo at the end. And they say that, but I'm, we're just supposed to assume that that's yeah. what they're doing. Uh, so Dr. Gilmore has sent them on a mission that he has like an old man inkling that Black Ghost is behind this. Yes. And that they should uh, not go to the cops because apparently Black Ghost has a hand in the cops too. Which is interesting. Yeah. That's another bit of Black Ghost development that they do have, you know, their fingers in enough pots that they control some yeah. aspects of society behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 002 suggests that they all split up and look, which, you know, is against the party thing, but I guess we need some moments to set aside mm-hmm. for the other characters as well. Uh, we then transition very oddly to this dude by the name of Mr. Yosu. Yasu. Yasu. Scar knows Yasu. Scar knows, just walking around, you know, this Tokyo town looking for a bakery. Very odd sequence. Like, I thought yeah. this was 007's, like, persona at first, because it kind of looks like how yeah. he would walk and act. But it, it's it's just really, like, a retro anime yeah. throwback. He looks like a character from, like, an old-timey mm-hmm. anime. Like, he's yeah. a street... His character is a street tough, but he yeah. he looks like, um... Not necessarily, like, from my neighbor, the Yamadas, but, like, mm-hmm. he looks like a... I, like, like a, a lot Lupin of, character to me. Yeah, yeah, he's dressed like a Lupin character, and he's kind of got like a few Tezuka faces blended together. So it's yeah. yeah, he's but he's a street tough. Yeah, and it's just a cold introduction to him. He stumbles outside of bakery, and a big guy with bread emerges, or a big boy, mm-hmm. a big gentle boy, a big emer- gentle boy yeah. <laughs> emerges with bread. Uh, he gives chase, and then. Uh, we see him looking up at Joe Shimamura, who apparently knows old Scar knows. Yeah. Uh, they grew up in the same orphanage together. We get another weird, trying to be, like, movie-style cinematic flashback. 
uh, where they're living in this church as orphans and they're lighting fireworks instead of candles for the, the yeah, father. They, yeah, they prank the priest yeah. by replacing his candles with uh, fireworks. Which is very dangerous, mind you. <laughs> and then we show Joe getting bullied like, Joe's different, Joe's different by like shadow puppets or whatever. Yeah. And then forgiveness is shown <laughs> the greatest thing. Well, because he, because the priest goes to comfort him and yeah. then Joe like uppercuts him. I hit the father. And, and then, but we see that the father like forgave yeah. him and you know by all accounts was a decent parental figure mm-hmm. for all of the orphans for a priest <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and yasu thought that joe murdered the priest just because as a child he gave him an uppercut one time yeah and we assumed you were just the one um uh, Joe questions about the other orphans that we that were there that we're supposed to know that I think are probably fleshed out a bit more in other things as well. I would assume that that Joe's Peanuts gang are are all de- <laughs> the like little rascals n- named and shown in the in the in the manga yeah. at the very least, but there probably wasn't time for a flashback like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but and and Gentle Boy Bread Guy is still there. He yeah. is assumed to be one of the kids, you know, on some level that grew up with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in this orphanage, but yeah. his name is never spoken on screen, and they don't know it either. So, yeah. and uh, so Joe wants to question about where these orphans went. Apparently, the father was working, or at least allegedly, with black ghosts, because every time these orphans went to a home, they mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, um, they would check on them later. Yeah. that address wouldn't exist. Yeah, so. um, we get a split scene with a ship being torpedoed by we can assume black ghosts. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. It's an oil tanker that goes down in the ocean. Yes. Um, Bread guy wants to give a wooden buddy and bread to Joe out Mm -hmm. of kindness. A very cute scene. He's a good whittler, Dan. He's good whittling. Um, And voiced by Steve Blum? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spike Siegel, many other famous... (laughs) He's voicing... There's a lot of voices here that remind us of other voices and things. Uh, (laughs) We see... This villain, who is just Dr. Wily, yes, but yeah. his name is Skia. Um, I got it here. I wrote yeah. it down and underlined it. It's mentioned yeah. one time in the episode, but he's on screen for a long time. Yeah. I referred to him as Dr. Wily, but his name is Skia, and he wants this bread guy back. Apparently, like, they live together, they work together, I don't know. Um, and uh, Scarnose tells Joe that he's convinced that Skia took these orphans from the home because one day when he was a youth... He saw that guy was hanging around the orphanage slash church all the time yeah. and following some of the, you know, adopted orphans. Uh, he's creepy. Is the father involved? Could this, like, be another tra- tragic moment in my upbringing where life wasn't as, as it seemed as I was yeah. a child? Um, and then we find out that Skia and his other gangster friends, including Bread Boy, are mm-hmm. in a car and they've got a kidnapped Dr. Kozumi there. And, uh, you know... It's a whole scheme that they're working for this mysterious boss. Yeah, they they are waiting. They they are supposedly working for a it, well, who is quickly revealed to be zero zero thirteen. They name that they're waiting for Black Ghost to send zero zero thirteen to like oversee the operations there. Um, and we also get you know as they're driving around. Um, I I think it's. I think it's not explained that he is 0013, because, like, it's supposed to be a reveal. Like, they think... Oh, yeah, yeah. no, they don't... I'm trying to think when uh, Skia's, like, little reveal about him killing the priest happens. I think that happens at the end. We have, like, a short scene first. Okay, yeah. Because they're they're driving, and uh, 0013 has not made contact with them yet. Mm 
Um, but they are aware now that the other Zero Zero cyborgs yeah. are present in Tokyo, yeah. and that might add complications. And in fact, I do have here that Dr. Wily killed the father, so we get that yeah. review. <laughs> so he, uh, okay, so Dr. Wily <laughs> reveals that he, you know, was the one who killed the father because <laughs> the father started asking troublesome questions about, like, what was going on <laughs> with, with the, the children. Um, and he, he murdered him, he stabbed him, and... and Joe came in on cue. Yeah, and, and that's, because, you know... Like, they have, like, database files sent from Black Ghost, mm-hmm. but Ski is like, no, I don't recognize him from the picture. That's yeah. the priest's kid from, you know, back the you know back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. So um, the plot thickens in, in that regard. Yeah. Um, we then see the other cyborgs are in the sub. We got 003, 007, 006, and 008. 007's trying to give a soliloquy, but bringing down everyone's mood, but it's mm-hmm. some more comic relief from him. Uh, is Black Ghost connected to the oil tank? Uh, 008 is underwater, and they discover a set of giant footprints. Yes. Where the ship went down. Um, so something big is a coming, Dan. Yeah, it's a well, it's a it's a well done scene. Yeah. It's a, it's good, it's good hype. Another one of the gangsters by the name of Machine Gun. That's mm-hmm. his name. I don't know if that's his Christian name, but I'll trust you. Yeah, Machine uh, Gun Kelly. That also. <laughs> what i had in my notes too the next note was machine gun kelly maybe but no his name is just machine gun uh 0013 to meet with the gangsters and uh they step outside on a pier you know they rough up dr kozumi professor kozumi a bit and this giant presence is detected but apparently it's an invisible giant cyborg yes um as well and it picks up kozumi who tries to escape and run uh uh, Dr. Gilmore thinks that they're going on a wild goose chase and calls everyone back. But before they do, Skia runs into Joe and the two have a rooftop confrontation mm-hmm. where, you know, he gives all his goodies away real quick. He's like, oh, well, I killed the father. Like, villain 101, man. Why are you playing this card so immediately? Just kill your prey and run, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And he's he's got super speed and an umbrella that shoots bullets. Very he's got Batman. the penguin parasol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, the ground starts rumbling, the giant invisible cyborg comes again, uh, it gets covered in mud, and then using accelerator mode, Joe is still not able to keep up, so he switches to mode two. Well, he's not able to escape, like, he, he tries to flee using accelerator mode, we get, like, some scenes in a swampy area next to the Godzilla power lines, (laughs) and he, uh realizes that somehow this giant invisible thing also accelerated along with him. Mm. So he goes to mode two, uh, you know, because this, you know, it's it's partially revealed by the mud that has been splashed on it. He can see its silhouette now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes to accelerator mode two, but uh, before he can land to hit, the, the giant cyborg reveals that he has Dr. Kazumi hostage, like yeah. inside his yeah. framework. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, Cyborg 009 hesitates, uh, the giant cyborg gets, you know, a hit in and nearly kills him, yeah. but then, for some reason, stops, and, you know, after what looks like an internal struggle, vanishes again. Mm-hmm. And we're left with a mysterious cliffhanger. What's going on? I'm just, I'm trying to think, like, mm. if I was, if, if these were Dan characters, mm-hmm. and I was, like, I had to dub these, the three bad guys would be... Scope, shoot, and Tommy. Mm. Like Tommy Gun, I, Scope, I get, and Bumbershoot. You, you, you don't have to explain that. That would have been simple. Yeah. <laughs> but they but alas, they didn't. No. We got Machine Gun Kelly, Skia, and then unnamed guy. <laughs> <laughs> with uh with the same 
cyborg 0010 yeah. lightning pulse man face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay. So episode 008. Friend. Yes. <laughs> Friend. Go back. <laughs> Uh, we begin at what I assume to be the Nintendo E3 Direct this year. <laughs> a lot of clan imagery. I'm not tying Nintendo with the clan. That's separate. No, just, we, uh, we would never no, do that. <laughs> we would never do that. Don't put words in my mouth, Dad. <laughs> anyway, it's like they put a white hood over their head, and then they go to this pre-Cambrian black and white room. Yeah, they got giant fishes in the it, walls. So. I, it made no sense to me, um, but this is apparently a time for Black Ghost slash Black Skull to... Reveal their new fabulous weapon to the public. <laughs> well, not supporters. to the pub, to yeah. to their investors, literally. Like, the, this is these are potential yeah. clients, I yeah. guess. And they're going to have a, a weapons test real soon. Uh, we see the cyborgs are talking to Dr. Gilmore, discussing 0013. Uh, Joe is handling his wooden buddy. And then we get the most iconic line out of these three episodes. <laughs> yeah. This line sent me. So, picture it. Dr. Gilmore has on the screen a shape of a giant cyborg. It's like the outline of it. He goes, Joe, does it look like this? And what does Joe say, Dan? <laughs> no, the one I saw was invisible. And Dan and I... <laughs> We needed what? a moment. And then, and then he's like, and then he goes like, Joe, no, like the outline, did you see its shadow? And he goes, no, it was dark out, Professor. I didn't see anything. But wait, it struck the power lines. And yeah, it did kind of look like that. Yeah, Joe, that's what we were asking you in the first. Joe's real dumb in this episode. And I don't know why. Yes. He's like the worst written character I've ever seen in this episode. Like, alone. I, I don't know. I have to assume that the original dialogue was like, you know, I. I'm trying to think if I got a good look at it. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure if it's the same model, but it looks kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then he realized, oh, no, it actually was. But instead, it's like, no, 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 no. The one I saw was invisible. So that <sighs> was, I, yeah. Oh, my it'll gosh. live. It'll live in infamy in our memories. I'll for... never forget. <laughs> but they discovered that this cyborg is actually treated with, like, an invisible polymer polymer whatever that makes it invisible but it can be you know detracted by mud and many other things yes i think specifically their their plan is to use a heat thing to to like superheat Mm -hmm. it and then make it visible oh we'll get to that science later dan (laughs) that brilliant brilliant plan (laughs) uh anyways uh black ghost is targeting tokyo uh, it's gonna seem like an earthquake, but it's not really an earthquake. All the cyborgs get into the dolphin. There's this banter between 002 being a disgruntled, jaded pilot, going like, what did you name this stupid thing? What's the stupid dolphin keychain that you got? 003's like, oh, well, I wanted to doll up the place. <laughs> and then what's the name of this? The dolphin? Oh. Yeah, uh, is that uh, yeah. is this supposed to be funny? <laughs> Jet Link is very pissed about that. Yeah. So <laughs> then we find out that Tokyo is struck and seventy percent of Tokyo is burning. Yeah, again, I have to assume that that was like a bad script thing. That yeah. it was just like oh, like thirty percent of the city center has been destroyed, you know, or damaged or something. But then they were like seventy percent of Tokyo is on fire. Right yeah, now. and then Black Ghost has this line that's like, "Our evil hopes and dreams are coming true." Yeah, See, yeah. even evil people can have hopes and they dreams. They have aspirations. So. <laughs> so. Oh, what did I put down? Burn houses, Cinco Bran. Oh my God, I can't read my own writing. Anyway, the gentle boy has an eye glow. Yes, <laughs> that's the next. Dead. Did you miss the eye glow? Well, yeah. If yeah. it's not telegraphing a few things, obviously the gentle boy is like 
something's going on with him that's not being revealed to the audience. Yeah. And I put down, who's watching the baby with the cyborgs? Because he's not here. Ivan's not here either. The baby's not here. (laughs) Uh, They have a plan called thermal scattering, where they're going to launch a missile at this robot and disrupt, like, its uh, camouflage technology. But I'm just like, can't you pour some paint on that fucker? (laughs) Well, it did, did, like, demud itself previously. So I think whatever they're doing here just deactivates... The mm-hmm. invisibility s- mm-hmm. spell, um, but Grant's not here to inform yeah. us if that's how I don't polymers. Know if that's NASA science, so. Like I don't know about shielding yeah. or heat or you know I, I projectile. I don't I don't know. You need to call Grant in on one of these days because <laughs> I you know I don't know if they've needed to make spaceships invisible, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. <laughs> They're doing all kinds of things these days. <laughs> um, um, so. Uh, Dr. Gilmore has, like, kind of an emotional moment. I assume he loves <laughs> Professor Koizumi in a yeah. way. Uh, he's like, if we do this, we gotta be we gotta be patient and delicate, and whoever does it has to go alone. Yeah, I think it's just, like, they feel guilty yeah. for getting him involved. and Because Gilmore has a line where he's like, you know, just for the sake of, you know, helping humanity, we cannot let Koizumi get killed because of us. Like, I think it's just, like, save one person save mm-hmm. everyone kind of thing like we need to we need to actually protect people yeah so yeah um so joe goes off alone and he leaves his little rabbit figurine behind mm-hmm. um and proceed with 007's plan so apparently that's 007's plan with thermal scattering or he's gonna do it the main work because yeah. he transforms into a crow with a rocket launcher <laughs> and i asked dan did he transform with the rocket launcher or was the rocket launcher given to him as a crow i i can only assume that they armed him with it after mm. the fact but mm. uh, he did pull out a bomb before. Here's a tangent. <laughs> yeah. Here's a tangent. It was a TikTok fact I learned oh, recently. Uh, if you ever want to larf, look into like the relationship between crows and owls because mm. they hate each, each other. other? Hmm. They're like natural enemies <laughs> to the point where they'll like kill each other on sight because they have generation like over generations learned to to treat each other as mortal enemies. Hmm. Because owls are like murder machines, mm-hmm. and crows are the only birds smart enough to understand that owls are murder machines, mm-hmm. and feel, like, angry about it. Mm. So they teach their youngins <laughs> to, like, go after owls, huh. if they, and there's this whole, like, there's these fights between them that spring up, because, oh like, gosh. multiple crows A gotta take dive. on owls, yeah. because they, they, you know, they do not, you do not want them crossing paths first, <laughs> Unrelated, but yeah, it was a crow, so. So, uh, 007 has a crow with a rocket launcher. Mice think that this robot's an owl, Mm because he shoots it, and then calls it a home wrecker, and then Black Ghost, what is going on? It's like a freak out. He's very embarrassed in front of the investors. (laughs) Yeah. And then Joe's 009's brilliant plan is to just wander through the streets of Tokyo, where he discovers a crying little girl in in a wreckage and goes, what's wrong, little girl? What do you think's wrong, Joe? Yeah. Uh, but he picks her up, and then the gentle boy, 0013, question mark, calls out to Joe. Yeah. Uh, sending him to a nearby temple that had a name that I wrote down. And, and again, because yeah. Joe is acting like a dumbass, but I think the assumption is that, okay, I'm getting a telepathic message from someone who's not 001 or 3, so it's gotta be the new yeah. one who's showed up. Yeah. Uh, so Joe goes off to this temple and fights the street tough gang of Dr. Wiley, <laughs> binocular eyes. Scope, Tommy, and uh, yeah. I already forgot what I said. Uh, shoot. Shoot, yes. As in bumba shoot. <laughs> yeah. 
Forgot your own names, did you? Anyways, oh. I, I mean, it's not like a thing. Joe goes, don't hurt the little girl, and then runs well, at the it, enemies that are shooting at him no, with the little girl. It, it was a shocking, because he's like, he's cradling yeah. the little girl, and then they do like the samurai meet in the middle collide yeah. fight, but Joe just has the child like held out. It, so it was very risky. Yeah. Had Joe not, you know... If Joe had been doing that, because presumably Joe used his accelerator and, like, knocked the dude out mm-hmm. as he was moving, but, like, if someone shot at him, which they didn't think to do, yeah. you know, that would have been that would have been a problem. Well, he fights. He's on a cliffside again, mm-hmm. being threatened by a uh, skier. Mm-hmm. And machine gun guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're gonna die, too. And uh, 0013's like, don't hurt the child. Yeah. But they don't listen anyway. They go, what care we for children? I never was one. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and he reveals here again, I always, like, no, he reveals it at this point. Like, yeah. I killed the father. It was you. I always knew it. And I go, Joe, you just met this guy a day ago. Yeah. About an hour ago. Again, I don't, the dubbing, I'm assuming it was yeah. supposed to be like, I suspected. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> Remembering back to the orphanage again, and then Joe proclaims aloud, Black Ghost is evil! <laughs> yes, Joe. Black Ghost is evil. We know. Yeah. <laughs> You're on episode 8, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Catch up a bit. Uh, it's the Ishinomori Shrine is the name of the shrine. Yeah. Okay. Just like the author. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 0013, uh, you were that gentle boy because he kind of goes off and turns the tide against his... Uh, yeah, because they keep shooting at 009, little girl, so 0013, a.k.a. Gentle Boy, intervenes, his eyes glowing, and just... Mm. D- does he chuck the two of them off the cliff? I guess, because we don't see them. I put down swing... Oh, no, that's the swing on the... I don't have how he gets rid of them. I think he just... Yeah, he, he throws them aside yeah. and they're knocked out. Yeah, they're he's not got su- available for the rest of the episode, apparently. <laughs> he's got super strength. Yeah, um, and then Joe places... Well, no, uh, 0013 goes, you were good to me, Joe. So, and then gives the crying girl a, a wooden elephant yeah. toy. Well, because Gentle Boy is, you know, <laughs> it's fully revealed that he was, like, one of the kids that Joe used mm-hmm. to defend from bullies at the orphanage. And because of that, like, you know, he has respect for Joe. Yeah. Um, And 0013, very, you know, in a comforting manner, takes the little girl, puts her over on a swing set... <laughs> Because he knows that... By a cliffside, I'll mind you. Well, this, this very dangerous swing set. They didn't design the park, This but little girl it, is getting very traumatized. But I love this yeah. whole no, little... No, it, it's ex- good, because like, it, it's like, step away. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, you just wait here for a second, it'll be okay. And then, you know, Joe's like, do we do we have to do... Do we have to fight each other right now? And 13 confirms that there is no option. Yeah. And they go into, like, accelerator mode, and it's just like, the anime... Like, the camera goes around the setting as these little bursts of dust, mm-hmm. like, as they collide into each other mm-hmm. at super speed. I love it. Love yeah. that trope. Yeah. As worn out as it may become, yeah, I, I love that trope. Um, uh, meanwhile, uh, Scope is walking his way back <laughs> up the stairs. I hear a child- oh, and the child crying is amped up to ten over his dialogue, so we can't even hear what he's saying. Yeah, um, but his, his binocular eyes are damaged, but he's like- Two cyborgs using accelerators, I can hear them still. So then he, because uh, he's, he's supposed to be like a blind swordsman, but with binocular eyes. But again, he lost those in the, in the tussle. 
So he's like, okay, I just need to, to wait and listen, and then I'll kill the one that's that's been running around like that, because he doesn't know that 13 can do that. Mm-hmm. So um, 13 and Joe are, are fighting across the rooftop of this temple. Very good scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 is obviously much more advanced than, than Joe. He's able to, even in accelerator mode, he's able to outrun him yeah. and kind of do the after-image technique mm-hmm. to surround you know Joe. But as they continue fighting, um, the the blind swordsman strikes out at what he <laughs> thinks is Joe, but ends up slashing uh, 13. His eyes were clouded by hate. So 13 <laughs> just kind of, you know, yeah. tanking the hit just, just knocks him the yeah. fuck out. Out of the episode. <laughs> and, you know, he, he's like... Again, we don't need to be fighting. We yeah. don't need to do this. And Joe's like, or uh, thirteen is like, I, I don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, there is no option. Here. He summons his gigantor form, which acts as his shadow, yes. and says, like, I, I want to join you, but there's one thing that I can't like go against. I can't go against Black Ghost. Yes. So, um, he walks to the cliffside and just tumbles into the sea. Yeah. That's, and then explodes. The giant robot half of him explodes, I think. It, well, and Joe presumably fishes up yeah. like his his body. Yeah. Um, and 13, yeah. sadly, uh, is, is passing. He, he instructs mm-hmm. Joe where to take the little girl to <laughs> make sure that he's like, safe. He points up, like, is the little girl's mother in heaven? Well, I yeah. assume he's going yeah. like... Yeah, well, I was like, oh, got it. Snaps the neck of the little girl. They're together now. So, you know, but it's like a very, it's a little heartfelt moment, you know, because that, you know, that little girl will never feel lonely again. <laughs> Just make sure, you know, but, but even because yeah. 13 has presumably like the telepathy of the other ones. So he just deduces, oh, there's a parent in this district over here looking for a child who matches this description. So he's, mm-hmm. he is clearly the advanced version of all of them. Yeah. Um, but before Joe can get his name, he passes away. Very sad. But like I said, Joe was written weird in this episode felt a little yeah odd to me. I think it could have been handled a bit better. Uh, there is some... I do have some extra trivia. Oh, boy. Cur- again, courtesy of the wiki about 13. Um, in the manga, 13 is completely, a silent, is completely silent mm. aside from unintelligible grunts and gibberish makes sense um because he has some kind of uh i would assume maybe disability Mm -hmm. or or mental block that Mm -hmm. prevents him from actually speaking Mm -hmm. and um 0013 relied on the giant robot as his means of communication Mm. it was literally like his connection to other see now that's nice um so you know you mean he's not voiced by steve bloom so the (laughs) so the thing being is that if it was sensed that he was being a traitor or betraying Black Ghost mm-hmm. anyway, the the giant robot half of him would explode. Uh, and he did not, like, he wanted to survive, but he couldn't imagine living without the ability to, like, communicate mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's why it, it kind of builds to, to what it does with him mm-hmm. in the manga. And then... Um, the anime more or less plays it as if there's no way for him to go back. Like, he believes mm-hmm. that there is no way for him to go back because his programming is too deep-set to, to do anything. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he is a, a tragic character. Yes. Um, and again, we do, he does show up in the end credits mm-hmm. with his costume as if he had joined them. <laughs> so, up. so, episode 009, Satan of the Deep. Yes. Uh, the episode uh, begins with a flashback. With snow and steam. <laughs> and penguin. <laughs> that I yet again thought was 007. Yeah. Like, 
Is that what I'm gonna think every time you see a goofy character? It's gonna be zero zero seven. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta suspect. <laughs> um, but it just recounts the battle with zero zero thirteen and his death. Mm-hmm. Um, in the present day, deep in Black Coast's headquarters, Skull chastises <laughs> the scientists responsible for building thirteen for their failure to eliminate the rebellious zero zero cyborgs and Doctor Gilmore. When the scientists pitifully try to come up with an excuse, they are instantly incinerated by laser turrets built into the surrounding walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Berg... Dr. Baruch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah I, I... Maybe that's... Yeah, translated mm-hmm. differently. Uh, the only one left alive uh, gets on his knees and begs Skull to give him another <laughs> chance, assuring him that if he was in charge of the 13 Project, then it would have gone off without a hitch. Now, damn, this guy looks like a certain someone. He does. And provides a voice <laughs> on a certain show. Yeah. So, he looks like Dr. Venture, mm-hmm. and he's the voice of the monarch. Yeah. What's going on here? He and, looks exactly like him, Dan. And he's anime exclusive. Yeah. So, th- you you never know mm. what anyone was, was thinking. Um, hmm. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's, he, he, it's, it's, un, it's impossible to see it, mm-hmm. not to see it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Berg promises <laughs> that he's going to retrieve... 13's robotic computer brain, uh, similar to Terror of Mechagodzilla. And yeah, there's something s- about the phrase computer brain that gives me a chuckle. It's just like, computer brain. <laughs> well, like in Star Crash. Yeah. Ship brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, he will study it and upgrade it to its full potential. <laughs> Skull decides to spare Dr. Berg and pairs him up with Captain Zanborozu, uh in this mission before leaving. Cool design, but I don't think he lasts long. <laughs> no, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. So... He's hyped up as, like, a rebellious pirate. Yeah, I thought pirate. he was going to stick around for a bit. Guess not. He doesn't. Um, so, uh, after the meeting, Zambarosu berates Dr. Berg for not living up to his family name <laughs> and leaves the man with a young black ghost recruit to train him, uh, much to Dr. Berg's displeasure. Very much our dichotomy on this podcast. It is, <laughs> um, and I don't know if he gets... I, I don't think he gets named. He might yeah. be called Rookie or something. Yeah, because they... they I think they name their little recovery craft mm. as like 303 or something, but yeah. I don't think, I don't know if that's the guy's name. Mm. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, Dr. Gilmore and the Zero Zero Cyborg say goodbye to Dr. Kazumi and depart with the dolphin. Um, they are not necessarily leaving because they want to, but to prevent Dr. Kazumi from, like, getting attacked by Black Ghost anymore. Mm. Um, they decide to locate and retrieve 0013's computer brain as well, in the hope that it'll reveal a clue to Black Ghost's whereabouts. Because again, they have a secret headquarters somewhere that not even Dr. Gilmore is aware of. Um, so, uh, while they're searching for it, Francois' enhanced hearing picks up a submarine near the place where 13 died. As it turns out, the submarine belongs to Black Ghost, and it is, you know, Dr. Berg and his young assistant. So, the Zero Zero Cyborgs are, are suspicious as to what the submarine's motives are. Uh, Joe Shimamura volunteers to check up on it and is dispatched in a submersible <laughs> craft uh, accompanied by Jet Link. Who, they're buddies now again. Well, <laughs> they're very yeah. hot and cold to one another, Dan. Yeah. And it's also thrown off because this is another Ken voice episode. Yeah, yeah. So and their like, dynamic they're is They're literally even... like best buddies. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's very... It's, it's strange. Um... So, uh, unfortunately, they are quickly confronted by cyborg sharks. <laughs> Again. Armed with homing torpedoes. Um, and the resulting explosion is detected by Francois, but to everyone's relief, they are unharmed. Mm. Jet dispatches a special mis- missile that carries underwater mines, which target the shark's engines and destroys them. Yeah. I think this it's is... It's like a frequency thing. Yeah. 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 
Um, so the counterattack catches Dr. Berg's attention. Uh, with the help of an emergency manual given to him by Zambarosu, it's a, like a comedic little scene where the assistant, like, Zambarosu left us a, a, a guide for getting out of sticky situations, and mm-hmm. it's like a little treasure box mm-hmm. with, like, written notes inside of it so it's like okay when you get into trouble start heading towards the dragon triangle um which is a a place uh you know a very folklorish place that black ghost uses to test experimental biological weapons Mm. um so knowing that the zero zero (laughs) cyborgs will be killed if they search there they do start heading in that direction to go into hiding and they use a projectile that covers a Strange, you know, covers their craft in a strange red mist, yeah. diverting their enemy's attention. And Dr. Gilmore's like, there's a lot of evil creatures that live there. What? Supposedly, <laughs> It's yeah. like, okay. Um, unfortunately, um... In and f- 008 is swimming along. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting to do stuff. Yeah, which is good. Um, unfortunately, in a fit of rage towards his assistant's nervousness, Dr. Berg accidentally gives away their position, allowing them to be detected by Francois. Like, he literally, like... Bangs his fist against the control panel, and that, you know, Francois is able to hear that. Mm. Uh, things get complicated when a swarm of bioluminescent jellyfish target the dolphin <laughs> and drain its power. They causing, suck it dry. Causing an internal <laughs> blackout. As jellyfish are one to do. As, well, again, these are experimental jellyfish. Um, presumably part of Black Ghost's many shenanigans in that in that area. Mm. Um Again, because they've kept up the ghost stories in order to keep people yeah. from settling in the region so they can do this Government undetected. testing, yeah. Because, yeah. again, they seem to be a very behind-the-scenes shadowy power, yeah. but they are not quite ready to step into the public eye, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it drains the dolphin's <laughs> power, causes an eternal blackout, and the other, like a bunch of the zero zero cyborgs, kind of swim out to start eliminating the start jellyfish. Start punching and shooting the jellyfish. Yeah, the needle spray yeah. guns. Um, Doctor Berg des- decides to fire at them when they are in a vulnerable position. The zero zero cyborgs are saved by the timely intervention of Punma, who uses Doctor uh, Bar- Baruku's red mist projectile to drive away the jellyfish. Presumably, it had been repelling them from mm-hmm. Berg's ship as well. Um, those poisoned by the jellyfish are put into sick because a few of them get like face suckered by them um in the process so uh they gotta go recover uh francois soon detects incoming enemy torpedoes as well as a larger presence lurking deep in the ocean the torpedoes are revealed to be coming from zanbarosu's ship which is a much larger um like uh again space battleship yamato looking mm-hmm. submarine but colored black um the Zero Zero Cyborgs counterattack by firing an interceptor, um, and the following explosion messes up the heat sensing systems in the mm-hmm. torpedoes and mistakenly targets uh, Zambrosu's ship instead. And Zero Zero Three gets knocked out by like a stinger, a screamer, a screamer, yeah, yeah. Which was I found it was interesting. It was like okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's like a it was literally like a torpedo that is overloads to... her senses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it would have done that to like their I think listening yeah. devices mm-hmm. anyway in a regular sub, but it you know takes out three. Um, so, uh, in trying to look for the dolphin, Zambarosu's men instead detect Dr. Berg's this ship. Benny Hill sketch that ensues. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Again, on paper, it doesn't yeah. sound as goofy it as like a it... Team Rocket moment right here. Um... Except people died. <laughs> Many but, people died. Uh, so, you know, 
they uh, on the other end, Doctor Berg, you know, protests their decision because um, they they want to like uh, oh they active sonar yeah Zambarosu orders Doctor Berg to activate his like active sonar so that way they can find and retrieve the head mm-hmm. even you know but Zambarosu is there to focus on destroying the zero zero cyborgs not retrieving the head but. Mm-hmm. With um, Berg's active sonar on, he can be a distraction yeah. while Zambarosu targets them. Uh, but Dr. Berg protests this decision since it would give away their position. Zambarosu reveals that Skull had, had lost faith in Dr. Berg after 13's failure and uh, used the retrieval mission as a pretext to get him out of the way. Mm. The real goal was to eliminate the cyborgs, uh, you know, a job that Skull gave to Zambarosu. Betrayed, Dr. Berg fires torpedoes at Zambarosu's ship. Shortly after, a giant octopus <laughs> Love it. emerges from uh, giant the, the deep <laughs> and latches so on to the ship, <laughs> uh, using its tentacles to, to crush it. Uh, uh, presumably, and hopefully, <laughs> this is another black ghost experiment gone awry. Oh, I mean, it's just a benevolent octopus, as you often have. <laughs> well, one of them even says that, like, I think one of the villains drops a line that's like, so this is what they've been <laughs> doing <laughs> It's a giant octopus. Yeah, no, they're like, they're like, this is a disgrace against science and humanity or whatever. I'm like, then what are you doing? It's like, what is this? This is typical anime episode. I'm just like, what is going on? Well, you know, experimenting on humans and turning them into cyborgs is one thing. Yeah, but big octopus. That's where I draw the line. Think of, think of how big octopus could change society. Oh my gosh. The world would be a different place <laughs> if we could increase the size of it's octopus. octopus. <laughs> um, again, get Grant on it. I don't uh, know, but so um, uh, Doctor Berg's <laughs> assistant. Uh, oh yeah, so the octopus is crushing <laughs> Zambarosu's ship, and uh, one of Zambarosu's men attempts to send an SOS to Antarctica, mm-hmm. alerting the crew of the Dolphin that you know that's where they might have a base. Uh, Dr. Berg's assistant picks up on the SOS and tries to respond. Angry, Dr. Berg hits him on the head and, you know, says that they're leaving instead. Having lost his glasses, Velma style, uh, the assistant searches for them and mistakenly presses the turbo button, uh, activating the submarine's thrusters and making them ram full speed into Zambarosu's ship and the big octopus. And I assume killing everyone but them. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. I put down um, one word, idiots. <laughs> so as the Zero Zero cyborgs witness the wreckage, Jet wonders how long uh, they will have to fight. Joe answers until they destroy Black Ghost, which puzzles Jet, but he soon forgets about it. Uh, the Zero Zero cyborgs get ready to leave. Joe kind of sadly watches Japan's coast disappear and bids mm-hmm. his homeland goodbye. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, um, Japan. Goodbye, giant octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, uh, Dr. Berg and his assistant, having survived the explosion, uh. sees the dolphin getting away. Dr. Ber- Berg orders him to go after the dolphin, since they couldn't bear to return to Black Ghost empty-handed. Uh, the assistant proceeds to put in coordinates, but they are literally just floating on, mm-hmm. like, a piece of scrap metal, so yeah. it can do nothing. A team Rocket moment. Uh, Dr. Berg punches him, his glasses fall into yeah. the sea, and we are left on that note. I assume we'll see these two again, maybe? May- they're, they're anime only, yeah. so I don't know, mm. but maybe, yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> again, 
I no, don't it's know. fine. It's I, yeah, fine. I, I assume there's if, more to come. If they if yeah. they are all going to be winners, because I thought yeah. that the whole thing about retrieving 13's brain was going to be a bigger deal, mm-hmm. but it was not. I no. should have... Uh, well, we got giant octopus, if yes. that gives you any sleep and peace. Yes. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> As it often does. But, like I said, these last two episodes were really weird. Like, mm-hmm. just... I get what they were trying to do with the the 13 arc, too, Mm -hmm. but um, it just, I guess it's the dub that came across as a little strange, especially dumbing down Joe to the point of, like, who are you, Joe? What are you saying? And I think that's something that we always have to preface when we do these episodes. You know, we're going into the dub for nostalgia, but sometimes it can result in this where, like, Mm -hmm. there's a goober effect that's applied over the... I mean, not that... With a lot of, like, how the character designs and the setting and the action happens in this show, your suspension of disbelief or whatever is is not, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not great to begin with, and the dub might worsen that for you. We we can't say we're going into this again because it's, you know, childhood memories, but Mm -hmm. it, it might be more, you know better for the folks we're recommending the show to to maybe maybe try the sub yeah you know the no. sub is the sub is also and know. that's what most of the fans said like yeah. with the dub it was more of a nostalgia thing even yeah. though it kind of like misses something deletes some blood there's a reason why we're watching it yeah yeah um so i guess next time i'll be taking over mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got a tease a bung tease <laughs> we saw a beautiful woman handsome man and a villain that looked so much like waluigi with a cape yeah that filled me with such glee that i said there's no way i can resist this episode so yeah. if anything i'll be reporting on it but most likely we'll be watching it next time mm-hmm. uh, before we go though dan is there anything or anywhere that our audience can find us on social media uh, you can follow me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast Instagram account. Mm, you can follow me, Jonathan Gwykowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on the Twitter, or my other podcast, including Nightcaps of the Theater, where we watch some movies, me and some buddies. Um, other than Dan, I have other friends. Don't judge. <laughs> and uh, my uh, Dan, you better get out your drawn wrist because season one <laughs> of Drink and Read comes to an end in two weeks. Uh, get on that warm peace train. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know what we're reading next, but Dan's wrist will be an aching from it. I guarantee you. We'll have to get a cybernetic replacement, perhaps. Yeah. But... Um, so I guess. We're going to disappear. We're going to turn invisible, Dan. <laughs> so Joe won't be able to offer a description to us. Right? As we as we look into Operation Auroras. No, Aurora. Auroras is the dinosaur. Fuck. Yeah. Always the Pokemon with you. Always the Pokemon. I'm blasting off again. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. 
And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara!